0: This episode of the Blockhash podcast is sponsored by my friend Tiger at ITZTiger.Music on Instagram. He does all the audio tracks for the Blockhash podcast. He's on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Go check him out. The podcast is also sponsored by Day and Night, the ultimate revolution in vaping batteries, the double-bladed lightsaber of vaping. Why enjoy one flavor when you can enjoy two flavors at the same time? Go check them out on Instagram at day night battery. But wait, the podcast is also sponsored by Bengali, the new hip clothing brand that is about to take Medellin by storm. Quality clothing for men that fits right and that is stylish at the same time. I love it. I got tons of it. And you'll see me wearing it on the podcast. Get yours now. Go to Bengali.shop on Instagram. Lastly, be sure to sign up for the Blockchain Insider newsletter. For only $250 a month, you will get weekly updates on the crypto market, my top investment picks and advanced analysis to help you make better informed investment decisions. You can't put a price on that. So go click on the link in the description and sign up today. What's going on, guys? It is Monday, June 21st, episode 144, and today I have Jeremy Bourne, CEO of NFT Genius a leading NFT production company building the future of interactive NFTs. They recently closed a $4 million seed round with Mark Cuban, Ashton Kutcher, Dapper Labs, and others. We talk about the future of NFTs, NFTs in music, NFTs in sports, and pretty much how NFTs can pretty much change everything. So sit back, relax, enjoy the episode, and be sure to subscribe and share this episode with somebody that you think would like to learn more about blockchain NFTs, NFT genius, and Jeremy Bourne himself. Enjoy. Enjoy. Jeremy, welcome to the Blockhash Podcast live once again. How are you? I'm great. Thanks uh, so much for having me today, Brandon. Really appreciate it, man. Yeah, of course. Thanks for making the time to come on and everything. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Th- so I've, I've heard some awesome things about you know what you're doing, and um, I've heard some cool stuff about uh, NFT Genius, which I definitely want to want to jump into and hear what you guys yeah. are doing with NFTs. Um, want to hear about your seed round, which is really cool. Um, But before we do that, tell me a little bit about yourself, um, about your background or what your story is. Like, how did you get into the space? Um, Was there like a single defining moment? Was it just years of like gradually working into it? Um, what, What do you what should people know about you?
1: Yeah, I'm just a regular guy. Um, (laughs) You know, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Um, So, you know, I've been a part of a lot of different industries. Um, So, you know, from everything from finance to real estate to mobile app development, uh, mobile gaming, um, digital marketing. So, probably my longest stint was digital marketing. Worked with some of the biggest brands in the world, um, helping define their digital marketing strategies. So, I got to have a lot of fun. Um, I led a labs division at a boutique digital firm. Uh, so i got to work with like all the big box retailers and just trying to figure out a way how to better create connectivity between them and their customers in real time so i got to play with a lot of like artificial intelligence and machine learning and and basically work with people that were a lot smarter than me and trying to figure out how to kind of crack the code and and get to these customers really in real time to be able to give them relevant offers and different things like that so uh, in conjunction with that you know in working with some very intelligent people people just kept hitting me up and say you got to look at blockchain you got to look at blockchain and I conceptually just didn't understand it at first because the first pitch to me was, you know, I was like, what's blockchain? And they said, well, blockchain is this immutable ledger and you could put anything on it. You could put art on the blockchain. Funny enough, art on the blockchain is NFTs and I had no idea. And this was back in, gosh, 2014 that they told me this. And it's funny that this is exactly where I landed, uh, was this space specifically. So um, got in uh, about 2016, uh, finally listened to somebody. Bought some Bitcoin, started really diving deep and researching it and realized that this is really a fundamental shift or a technological shift um, in society that was coming. Uh, a lot of people didn't really understand the true implications of what this technology could do. Uh, and I saw the writing on the wall. Obviously, we see with the money printing, we see that, you know, uh, uh, to kind of take a quote from Anthony Papiano. You know it's really the longest monetary experiment in human history because all fiat currencies at some point completely fail and die and the us dollar is an example it just hasn't so you know it's just it's bound to you know get to an inflection point to where the current state of things is no longer sustainable and there has to be a better option and i honestly think digital currencies are that um and it's pretty exciting to be a part of it so i dove in decided to help clean up a lot of what i saw in the industry getting in in 2016 the user interfaces if you were here in that in that time were very yeah. archaic it looked like i was in 1992 and i was like there's got to be something better and then i looked and i saw all this conflicting information across all the different sites bitcoin price was all over the place i was like how is it you know 500 dollars difference on one site compared to somebody else's and and i just didn't understand that so I need to clean up the space a little bit in terms of the data and created a company called Coin Genius that I did for a while. Uh, We created some really cool analytics dashboards um, and uh, actually put together some really cool events. Uh, Collective Intelligence was one of them, just kind of bringing together people in the industry. And then uh, what was it? A little over a year ago, we created NFT Day. And NFT Day was uh, my first foray into NFTs. So that's kind of where it all began and where I caught the bug of
0: both crypto and then NFTs about a year and a half ago. What was it about NFTs that, you know, really caught your attention? Was it the fact that everyone was using it for art and collectibles or did you see like a a more of a future for it or like, what was it exactly that makes you want to like work with NFTs? It's such a, it's a big niche in blockchain, but it's like one of many. I would just
1: say that the first thing that really got me in NFTs was when I participated or kind of like started following along in terms of the first sale. Right. Mm -hmm. I think there's, probably maybe one or two times in our live uh, lifetimes that there's a fundamental innovation and in technology that completely disrupts industries and obviously blockchain and all the things that have come with crypto have done that and I think nfts is an extension of that along with DeFi, disintermediating the banking system and putting the power in the hands of the people in that same way now nfts puts the power in the hands of the creators right? So whether you're an artist, musician, it doesn't really matter what you are, you can put your art in the blockchain and control your destiny. So for me, that that spoke very loudly, uh, especially with things like in the music industry, where the power has completely been taken away from the artists, and it's run in this factory type of setting to where it's all about the streaming, it's all about the counts. But even if you get millions of views, you're making pennies. So sure. to me, that's a huge opportunity and something very exciting that we can potentially participate in redefining the way in which an industry potentially works, and the way in which people consume that content.
0: Yeah, NFTs have been just off the hook this spring. It, it's kind of crazy how long some of them have been around. Like some of the different decentralized applications, and some of the yeah. you know the art, the collectibles, everything from CryptoKitties to Central to you know yada yada yada, um, been around for years. So, it's just kind of funny that it's all like taken off this spring and has become such a huge focal point, you know, within the industry. And I'm sure you see that too.
1: Yeah, totally see it. And I think that's just a function of like these huge IPs coming into the space. So, when I first got in, I just had my eyes on TOPS. So, TOPS and I saw what they were doing. They brought garbage Bail kids in. Obviously, that was like a nostalgic play and I understood it. And then when I realized that all it was, was capitalizing on the fact that there's this new kind of shift to, digital consumption we had always seen this shift from physical to digital it was happening slowly you get the facebooks you get myspaces and everybody is like looking at a screen 24 hours a day but then with covid you had this incredible acceleration of adoption of of any digital content and or technology because we couldn't leave our homes so it was easier to stream movies it was easier to get things done it was easier for us to zoom and connect with somebody like we are right now uh, versus the face-to-face and we almost kind of got used to it right and it stuck so I know people are going back to work and all this kind of stuff, but at the same time, people have fundamentally changed. This thing has changed us as human beings, beings in the way in which uh, we interact with these digital things, right? So because of that, I think it was the perfect storm, not only for digital currencies and why you're seeing Bitcoin and everything just go crazy, but NFTs as well, because NFTs can be anything that you want them to be. It eventually will be a movie. It will be where you buy a, a movie trailer and it's an NFT podcasts or NFTs. I mean, you name it it just brings a level of ownership and collectability that never existed before. And I
0: think that to me is something that's really, really powerful. Yeah, it's that ability to prove that something digitally is unique and has value, a tangible value, which is, you know, long been lost with the internet, but you know, right. NFTs along with blockchain have really made that um, a reality. So it, it's yeah. really cool to, to see where you know nfts could go and potentially representing a, a movie or a trailer or a, a hit song or something like that i've had so many talks about it but there's just no real infrastructure out there um and i'm sure you're you know, like wanting to solve some of these problems too and um i'm sure nft genius kind of goes down this this line as well so um yeah. tell me a little bit about nft genius and what you guys are doing like what's the the vision or what's the goal
1: Yeah, so created NFT Genius um, based on a particular project. So I I firmly believe that if you're going to get into a space, especially something new like NFTs, you just have to create a project and like dive headfirst and like make a bunch of mistakes just to learn to saturate yourself. Um, And I think we did that. So I came up with a concept called Bitcoin Origins because I looked at the space holistically. I saw that people were selling packs. Uh, A lot of things on wax were happening. Packs blocking, you saw Garbage Pail Kids, and then you saw, you know, it sell out in like 28 hours or something like that. They did the next one with Tiger King and it sold out, I think, in like an hour. And then progressively it just got, you know, more and more intense in terms of people coming into the space, putting out these packs, and then they ended up selling out in seconds and people were just literally making hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in just a few minutes because people really were excited about this, digital collectible tied with this nostalgic thing. So I thought to myself, okay, well, go to a user base and go to something that I'm passionate about. And one of the things that I'm very passionate about is the fact that I think, and I think I'm quoting somebody here, I can't remember uh, the reference, but, you know, Bitcoin has always had a tremendous marketing problem, right? And marketing it correctly to the average person. So they really understand what it is and why it's so fundamentally important to put the, the control or the power back in the hands of the individuals, right? For all the people around the world, for so many different reasons, we don't have to get into the unbanked, the, the people that just don't understand the, the centralized governing parties and like why that's not a good thing necessarily, put all your trust in them. Um, so I wanted to use this as an opportunity and really innovate by utilizing NFTs as a mechanism for telling the story of Bitcoin so bitcoin origins was born and the idea was is to create these really high end scarce beautifully artistic cards inside of packs but instead of packs we did blocks so like blocks on a blockchain we did 1 2 and 4 megabyte blocks you open them you know, some have less cards and you know, obviously the more you pay it has more cards, more varieties, all this type of digital scarcity. And, you know, we're already now out of a 15 moment set. We're on moment seven. And we have gradually told the story of Bitcoin from the inception and the creation of the white paper all the way to things like Silk Road and like all these interesting and controversial things that people just really un- uh, just don't even know about. And we're telling them through these cards. And I think it's really, really exciting um, because no one is really brought storytelling, I would
0: say, to the NFT space. And I think we're the first to do that. Yeah, that's kind of like, um, you know, almost like historically documenting like everything that's happened with Bitcoin that's been significant in the past. Correct. And then giving someone, you know, a collectible to, you know, something to hold on to, to invest in, to, I know it's, it's interesting what you can use NFTs for, um, yeah. you know, storytelling, you know, uh, creating something out of nothing or even representing something in the real world. Um, so many different avenues. Oh yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah. Um, You know, um, like I said, you know, I'm going to quote William Quigley here, which is CEO of wax. And he always says that, and this is kind of what got me early on. He's like, you have to look at NFTs as a mini supercomputer. You literally can program it to do anything in the same way you can program cryptocurrency, which people still haven't fully understood or utilized to where it's a computer program. So if you want a particular currency to have, you know, constraints of some kind and say, you know, uh, it can only trade in this country or within this aspect, you can code that in the same way you can code NFTs to where you know, these things can evolve over time. So in theory, what you're going to see is things that are tied to like real-time databases and real-time data. So you're going to see the sports type of, uh, you know, plays to where you're going to collect a card and that card is actually going to change and it's going to evolve over time based on the real-time data and statistics or plays that are happening on the field or on the court, right? So if you have the Russell Westbrook, you know, NFT, that thing can literally transform upgrade level up whatever the case may be if he gets a triple double in the game i mean that's the crazy thing about nfts is that the sky's the limit it's like anything that you can think of these things can be it's just a digital piece of content that can be anything from video to you know just still photos to redemption mechanisms for an experience i mean we're starting to see a lot uh in the space and a lot of people that are just trying to figure out the best way to utilize them
0: how do you do that with an nft do you just take like some type of API like with like real-time metrics and attach it to an NFT um, or like because how, how do you get like a, a sports car that's like adapting the stats like throughout a game or throughout a season or something like that
1: yeah so I'm not the this technical guy <laughs> that's where I go to my CTO Kurt Braget, uh, one of the best in the industry and you know we just say you know who can we work with specifically to get data because the most important thing obviously is data and you look at like oracle type of systems and you think of like chain link does a lot of this stuff right so where they aggregate data uh, and they get all these oracles so you have a centralized data repository of something that you can trust that then powers the nft that allows it to evolve so you just have to code the nft to be able to evolve and you have to tell it what it is going to evolve into
0: in specific states based on the criteria on the data you know what i mean right so is that, you know, up to what you guys are doing with NFT genius to create that solution or does that, you know, come down to, you know, the big uh, marketplaces like OpenSea or or SuperRare or or Rarible to to implement stuff like that or like who who has the biggest input in making that like a reality? Yeah,
1: I think um, all of us in the space are kind of in the same boat where we're all trying to innovate simultaneously. So I don't think it lands with one person specifically or one company. Um, So NFT genius like like boiled down into like three buckets is we produce our own IP right? So our own sets like Bitcoin Origins, we have a few more coming out, coming up here soon. We work with external IP, right? So some of the biggest brands in the world and helping them bring NFTs and experiences to market. And then the last thing, which is kind of touching on what you're asking, which is we build the fundamental technology and marketplaces in which these things can trade and live on. So because of that, uh, we're pretty excited about launching some stuff coming up soon in the Music side of things, which is going to be a music marketplace, uh, and you can go to ongaya.com to be able to actually sign up for early access to that. Um, and then also, we're doing a generalized marketplace built on Flow, uh, and Flow for us is is a really big deal uh, in the sense that NBA Top Shot. We've seen the success of NBA Top Shot, uh, and we're building a general marketplace um, that's really to accommodate those who are looking to come in in a really strategic, smart way um, that want to put high quality content out there and deep experiences. And for us. The future is two things. It's how do you create experiences? And not necessarily like what Gary Vee has done, like where you redeem an NFT for an experience, but like the experience of consuming the NFT, it should do something. There are obviously, you know, applications to where it makes sense to collect it and maybe it doesn't do anything. And those could just be digital trading cards. But for us, we want to unlock deeper experiences, tell stories, evoke some sort of emotional response. And that's the whole thing about Bitcoin Origins, what we've done tying a treasure hunt where somebody literally won a whole Bitcoin because they brought back all these clues to a community and collectively unlocked more content. So for us, like that's the future and then innovating on the platform side in the marketplace, like how you allow
0: the average person to come in and participate
1: in this new economy and do it in a really thoughtful way.
0: Yeah. So when you're, when you're talking about the future of NFTs being, you know, experiential, um, you know, and it could be in a million different things, is that like include some type of real world experience attached to it? Or um, or could it be something cre- uh, purely creative um, that's not attached to anything real world?
1: Yeah, I think it really depends. I think, you know, like I said, V Friends and Gary V did a, a really good job of proving a use case that people will purchase nfts for a redemption of a physical thing or a physical experience right to where you get a you get something and it unlocks uh you know access to a conference you know for the next couple years so we've seen things like that and we'll continue to see those the only thing that is interesting about that model and we've seen that where you buy an nft and then you can redeem it for a physical item once the redemption happens what happens to the value of the nft or what is the point of the nft so that's part of the challenge is trying to solve that. And how do you create ongoing experiences and communities that can support all of those activities? And I think that's really the key is to create communities. And that's what we've done really well with Bitcoin Origins and what we'll continue to do well with our marketplace technology, et cetera. But I think the last thing is really about utility. You know, utility is going to be paramount. And I love when I see things that are like where we are today, where. You know NFTs, uh, and I'm quoting Mark Cuban here as well. Where you know we started off, and there was not enough supply, and there was more demand than there was supply. So then you saw the prices just go crazy, and people are, you know, spending sixty-nine million dollars on NFTs. But now you get to the point to where the market is saturated, and there's so much supply and not enough demand that the prices have diminished incredibly. But I think that's a great thing for the industry to level set number one, and to make people realize that are coming to the space that you really have to think deeply of how you're going to provide an experience, how you're gonna provide value and utility to the customer to be able to you know, warrant these types of prices. So I think we're in a really healthy environment right now and it's on us as companies like NFT Genius and the others Dapper out, out there, Wax, et cetera, uh, to be able to really challenge ourselves and bring better experiences and figure out like what is the next phase of NFTs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Along those lines too, you also mentioned NFTs and music. I'm kind of curious because I've also gotten this question a lot. Like how can, you know, NFTs really merge with uh, the music industry or help make it better or more fair, or just how does it create more opportunities? Have you guys given that some, some thought?
1: Yeah, we have, um, you know, kind of going back to what I said a little bit earlier is it's almost like the great equalizer in the sense that, you know, um, it allows people to have power back. in in the same way that they had when music first started, where people didn't have to worry about these record labels just owning their masters and really confining them and and not allowing them to do a lot unless they had approval, right? And now we're to this point to where, you know, like I said, this entire music industry has moved to the streaming model and it's less collectability. I mean, I'm sure you remember the time that used to collect CDs or open a record or whatever the case may be, and it was an experience. You'd open it, you'd look at the album art, you'd read the lyrics, like whatever it is, like that to me is gone. And i think that's part of the challenge and part of the exciting you know thing for nfts is how can we bring that level of collectability and experience back and simultaneously empower the musician themselves to be able to put out music and put out experiences so they can connect truly with their fan base so that's what we're looking at and that's what we're focused on then you have other applications that could be very interesting that just take longer to kind of figure out because there's just so many parties how do you take existing music and existing ip and tie that to an NFT. And we've seen this with Blau where he experiences to where he's releasing albums and you can literally own fractionalized piece of that album utilizing an NFT. I think that's really exciting and interesting, but we're still very early in that process.
0: Yeah. There's, there's a lot of interesting possibilities. I remember collecting so many of those CD cases, you know, I understand that too. That used to be like a huge part of the experience getting to see the new album art, flip open little booklets, see all the songs. They used to put so much cool stuff in there. You got like free free stuff, promo stuff that came with it. Same reason I still go out to buy a, a PS4 game or a PS5 game, uh, the hard copy, because you get cool stuff with it. So it. It feels like, you know, yeah, with the streaming and everything, a lot of that's kind of missing. So there needs to be some kind of digital content. So I, I do imagine NFTs will have a, a huge role in that and solving that problem. Well, look at, I mean, you think about like Travis Scott, right? And you think of like what's happening in the crypto
1: world, especially NFTs, you see Decentraland, you see that these people are in the community is adopting, you know, this, these virtual experiences, right? So like more deeply immersive in these virtual worlds and virtual land, you know, then everybody's purchasing land, Um, but they're willing to go inside of another world, right? And the reason in which they're doing that is number one, it's a step away from reality and you're in a completely new world, but secondly, I think people are starting to realize that this new economy that people are building in this this digital realm or the metaverse as they call it is something that has staying power and it's not going anywhere. You look at Travis Scott, he's already performed concerts so like through Fortnite, you know, in these digital worlds yeah. like a full fully immersive 3D experience. Like that's where I know NFTs are going, that's where I know experiences and music are all going because these musicians and people are already there. It's just a matter of time before you tie that to the blockchain, and you realize that you can tokenize these things and give new experiences and unlockables. So that's something that we're going to be betting on heavily as well.
0: Yeah, have you spent a lot of time in uh, any of the m- major decentralized like metaverses, like um, like Decentraland or Crypto Voxels or anything like that?
1: I haven't uh, spent a lot of time. Uh, We've done some stuff. So we've done treasure hunts uh, through Bitcoin Origins. So we will like hide a piece of art. And if somebody can go through and find it, then they get something specific. But, uh, But yeah, unfortunately, I haven't had a tremendous amount of time to explore just a little bit here and there. But it's very intriguing. And like I said, we're very interested in that technology and ways in which you can extend the experience, especially through music or anything else. Picture an NFT that unlocks an experience to where, you know, you go into literally a Travis Scott song. And that entire virtual world is depicting or telling that story of what that song actually means. And you can go explore and you can listen to music at the same time. That's where we see the future of digital experiences in music.
0: Yeah, it'd be really cool if you could buy an NFT and then have like access directly to a, a private Travis Scott like Metaverse concert or something like yeah. that. I've seen yeah. a few things like that, but not attached to NFTs. It would be really cool if there was something like that. Just hang tight on our way. Um, I'm excited. <laughs> You saw you guys had a big
1: seed round too. We did. Very exciting seed round, Um, you know, filled with some of the most incredible investors, you know, both outside the crypto space and inside the crypto space. Um, You know, truly, I'm humbled um, because the fact that these guys are willing to bet on NFT Genius, bet on us as a team, which our team is like the best team in the entire world, man. I'm telling you, like, we just, we have this incredibly diverse roster of people that are some of the best storytellers in the world, some of the best technologists and marketers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, You know, it's, it's just exciting. Um, You know, we're just scratching the surface on what we can do. We showed what we can do with Bitcoin Origins and, you know, seven months, we made, made millions of dollars just on that one set. And we've created this sustainable community that has staying power. And I think that's really interesting because a lot of people made a lot of money on NFTs, but they, they missed out on building a community so we're taking that community aspect and just expanding so that's why you know this round was led by mark cuban uh very excited obviously about nfts he's been very vocal about the industry he brought along some of his friends since we're betting on music as well he brought along guyo siri and he brought along uh, sound ventures which is him and ashton kutcher had founded that they've invested in a lot of early startup unicorns um you know especially like the ubers of the world and spotify's uh, and then we have roham which is a ceo of daco uh, in the round as well anthony pompliano so this is a uh, you know half capital So this is an incredible round, very well rounded and people that really are excited to see like what the future holds of the NFT space and how NFT genius can fundamentally help define the future of that industry, both on the IP side experiences, as well as the technology and marketplaces we're building.
0: Yeah, that's really cool, man. It's really cool to see guys like that betting on you too, especially when you're very well known, especially in the industry. Um, (laughs) You guys planning on potentially doing future seed rounds or maybe like a tokenized seed round offering or anything creative like that in the future
1: you know we are based in uh, the us so it it does become challenging to do any type of you know tokenized raise or anything like that so um i think we're going to be more in the traditional route of things um you know as far as future raises there's a heck of a lot of interest in terms of what we're doing you know for us right now it's about focusing putting our head down and heads down and just grinding away building out this technology releasing as much as we can further building communities and then I think as we expand to be competitive because there's a lot of players in the market there's a lot of people that are coming in some heavy hitters I think I think it was Fox I can't remember exactly yeah I think it was Fox they just put together a hundred million dollar fund you know for nfts specifically so you know as you get these entertainment companies these huge studios with deep pockets coming in you as a startup like us have to innovate and, and move even faster So that's a challenge for us as a team to move as quickly as we can because we have a small window to help define and build this infrastructure. And if we get it right, then I think we develop and establish ourselves as a player in this market for a long time.
0: Yeah, I didn't know there are media players like Fox. You know, they're putting together multi-million dollar funds. Like, what would that be used for conceptually? Would that just be like for showing NFTs or for like creating a marketplace or?
1: To my understanding, it's building an infrastructure to help people come into the space, and they're using that fund to also bet on companies that are doing really interesting
0: things in the space with technology and experiences. Okay, gotcha. So, other than other than Bitcoin Origins, do you have a favorite DAP or NFT out there?
1: <sighs> yeah, let's see here. Um, There's a lot of I, them. So. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try not to hop on like any bandwagons, but I'm a collector first, and that's that's why I think a lot of what we do succeeds to an extent is because I come at it from a collector. Like, what would I want to buy? I don't want to just put out some BS that, you know, is there for like a quick hit, right? I want to create a sustainable thing, uh, a collectible, uh, you know, environment and a community that supports it that I can be a part of. And I think that's why like Board Apes Yacht Club and a lot of these hash masks, there's a community and there's like this club type of feel aspect to it that goes viral. And it's something that people want to be a part of. So, you know, for me, Top Shot was was the one where I really saw the light and I was like wow this is this is the future of digital experiences like they really got it right um you know they got the NBA licensing so it's just a matter of time before you see MLB NFL all these you know organizations coming into the space so I would say you know Top Shot is one of my favorites Um, You know, I've been a huge fan of Nifty Gateway for a long time because you just get such a diverse group of artists and different types of experiences and NFTs. So you get music, you get traditional artists, you get everything, right? Um, So I have a lot of uh, collectibles there. Uh, Wax, you know, has a tremendous amount of people that are coming in. They have a ton of IP from like Godzilla to Street Fighter. They've released a lot of stuff there. Um, So I dabble everywhere, you know. But what I'm really intrigued by is, is people that are really like trying to actually innovate. And kind of move the ball forward and that's where you get into things like dynamic nfts and things that are like evolving over time and and that's honestly where we want to be
0: yeah that's that's really cool i've definitely always been into like the art side of it had a lot of friends in the space that have um you know created nfts out of art for a very long time so i've always collected that and yeah uh, and then a lot of the decentralized metaverse platforms you know just grabbing land or collectibles every once in a while i just feel like that's kind of the the future of where You know, a lot of the Internet's going to be it's going to be like in world type of experiences because it's just more interactive. You know, same reason why you want NFTs to be more experiential, more interactive. I think that's kind of the direction the Internet's going broadly. Yeah, for sure. No, I totally agree, man. Yeah, um, it's probably a good place to wrap it up, though. Anyways, we covered a lot. Um, so Jeremy, thank you for you know taking the time to come on the podcast live and talk about sure. um, NFT genius and your seed rounds. Um, you know your thoughts on the future of NFTs and um, how they apply to you know different industries like music, for example, movies, um, you know all kinds of stuff. So um, no, it's it's a very exciting time. I'm I'm looking forward to it, and um, yeah, thanks for coming on.
1: Absolutely, Brandon. Thanks so much for having me. I had a blast here. And uh, yeah, we're putting on a uh, conference. and I'll just end with this. It's called the NFT experience. Uh, so once again, you know, just trying to, to be at the center of everything that's happening in the NFT, and bring all of that leaders together. Like for us, it's not about, you know, this competition type of thing. It's really about collectively working together and moving this space forward faster. NFTs and this space is like DeFi where it just accelerates so quickly and it moves and it rapidly evolves. So we all have to come together and connect. So the NFT experience on July 7th and 8th, completely virtual. You can go to the the nftexp.com and sign up. We're gonna have a lot of, Really fun speakers, a lot of NFT giveaways and a lot of cool things happening there. So please join us. Uh, and if you ever wanna reach out to me, uh, reach out on Twitter at Jeremy Happy to have any conversations and get any feedback possible, but love to interact with the community
0: and just see how we can collectively push this industry forward sounds good do you guys have like a place you want people to go in terms of you know learning more about nft genius just the website or social media or blogs
1: yeah for sure so nftgenius.com to find a little bit more about the company and what we're doing uh, and then you can go to btcorigins.com if you want to join
0: and, and check out bitcoin origins and collect a, a piece of bitcoin history cool cool I'll, I'll be sure to put all those links down in the cool. description um help direct people to all those stuff. But yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate you. Thank you.
1: It's a pleasure. Thanks so much, Brandon. Have a good one, man.